Well, we usually chat shit first, so get a bit of a bit of vibe. That's why I was talking about the old can opening. I was like, wonder if he just presses the button and goes in with this as the intro. It would be characteristic for him to just press the button randomly. So, well, exactly, it's right? not random. I, I click it purposefully, and that just gives people a flavour of what we're like. Speaking of which, I have already pressed the button, and welcome to anyone who's bothered to listen to Zero to Sixty, monstered through our uh, previous four episodes, all about outsiders, and I suppose we have got the usual renegades. Even if you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes, because, you know, fair enough, we don't blame you. (laughs) To be fair, there there was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot to say about outsiders. And still more, I think. Sorry to interrupt your intro there, Brooks. No, it's fine. It'll do. So, obviously, I think since we uh, last spoke, gentlemen, we've had our uh, had some pre-release fun in Manchester. So we've actually got our hands on some outsiders, which has been uh, a bit fun, I think. Uh, we very kindly joined by the man from Blackpool, Howling Minds himself. Yes, we got him for an entire weekend of, uh, of fab this time yeah. with the pre-releases. Yeah, I think it'll take us a while to get him back. Just, I think he needs to recover after that weekend. Yeah, it's more fab that he's played in a while, I think. So, uh... <laughs> and then I think we can... Uh, so yeah, I think... Might as well go straight into it. Obviously, we did a, a whole... Like, four hours worth of discussing the cards. How did it feel to actually get your uh, hands on them, boys? Well, I mean... You guys started with a pre-release before I did, right? So I mean, uh, we we had we had one on the the Friday night at, at Jester Game Store. So uh, uh, you you guys did actually did that one. I I sadly missed the start. So, uh, but how how did you guys find that? I thought it was quite interesting actually. Obviously, I opened my seal pool. It was absolutely awful. It's probably the politest way I could put it. <laughs> um, there was a go belching in that pool that did not get played. I ended up deciding to play Riptide with two red arrows, which seems like That's bold. an insane decision to make. It was certainly but, bold. But, um, yeah, I think I started at 2-0. Pretty good. Riptide's flavour seems like really cool. I enjoy the trap interaction. I enjoy playing the buff to put the arrow into Arsenal, to flip to put aim counters on for all the, the withering shots and the affecting shots. Um... Did lose round three to a, an Azori, which was pretty sad after I threw the game when I could have killed him with a trap. You love throwing games. Uh, I know, it's just a habit, right? And then I won, I won one last round, so I went 3-1 on, on a really shit Riptide deck. So, But yeah, the format's definitely interesting, let's say. Yeah, I mean, I, I also happened to go 3-1, but I had a slightly better seal pull than you. I did get a Burdens of the Past, which... Ooh, um, spicy. I know. I mean, for anyone who's uh, out there and thinks it's a good card, looking at you, Adam, it's not. I mean, outside the fact it's a blue block three and it, co- and it with zero cost, so it's got some Kadachi play. And actually having a block three in this limited format seems really good. Well, I did um, did some Azalea things, trying to make you proud, George. You, you certainly did, mate. I saw you play some Azalea a fair bit this weekend, so... Uh, I did. I've got to give you something for that. I had, to, I had to get the reps in. Uh, went 3-1. Uh, finished 5th. Was absolutely gutted that it was uh, top 4 got prize packs and a gem did me dirty. One behind me. One, be- one behind you, so uh, god damn it, Ollie, you cost me some packs. 
But um, he's, he's got a he's got a habit of that lately. After costing me a mat the other he's week, cost you a mat. Yeah, I'm trying to work out what he's going to cost Liam now because it's just even. Well, I mean, up. I think I think that happened, but that was a bit. This is a bit of a spoiler for the next one on Saturday. Uh, oh, that that is that's true actually, but no, honestly, I think it was a decent sealed. Um, to be honest, dominating arrows closes out games. Yeah, Azalea actually, you know, it, it seems pretty decent. I mean, obviously. In the in the sealed, it's all it's a bit of a shit show anyway. It's sealed, but she does seem pretty decent. But yeah, I, I turned up slightly late to Jester's and got overexcited when uh, when you guys told me there'd been no L pulled yet. Um, was thinking, oh, here we go. My my uh, my three my, my six pack, sorry, should be uh, should be should be chock full of good stuff. No, it's pretty mediocre. Uh, so we got a, a lovely zero L case from from that pre-release. Yeah, I mean it's it was pretty sad getting a zero L case um, and normal level of majestics and stuff that we're seeing from this set which i guess we can go into a little bit as well with what we've seen yeah prob- some of the stores cracking a bit later on but probably worth covering that yeah at some point well no i mean three what both went three one obviously you almost get your packs but decent experience but then the 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 main showcase was obviously the saturday they're already shaking his head <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what happened, Liam? Day, was it, Liam? Did, well, did, the, did the nasty ranger bully you? Oh, this is... I'm going to have to tell the story about the packs first, aren't I? Let's yes, yeah. well, you I, go for it. I, I was going to let you off that, but now you've said it, everyone's going to wonder what it is. you wasn't. Stop chatting shit. No, to be <laughs> fair, I wasn't even thinking about that. I kind of forgot it happened, to be perfectly honest. But um, I mean, go for it. it was a bad day all around, I think. I mean, it wasn't bad, like... No, so basically, I, Brooks makes me open packs all the time because apparently my look is quite insane. It is. It is, yeah. So Scott sat next to me, the Howling Mines, 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 Mines. HM, arms. Yeah. The, the all, arms all itself. The arms, all the arms and the mines. We, we, we should mention, to be fair, he did open four arm pieces on the, on the Friday. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't say anything because I think I opened four on the next day after. Well, I opened five, so that will come to all that All right. <laughs> so, uh... Naturally, he said, Liam, pick out my six packs, as well as your own. So I picked out my own. Well, I actually picked them out bit by bit. Three for me, three for him. And he ended up with five Azori-facing packs and one odd one. And then, so me being me, I was like, we both can't be having this. So I swapped it for one of my Azori packs. And then we said, we're going to open this last. Little did we know there was a sunken treasure in the pack that I gave him. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was really lucky, mate. I felt for you. I felt for you. You, could, you could have had a nice shiny trench coat. <sighs> it, I would have it, liked it, a nice shiny trench coat, but but it, it really was just nice. wasn't your day. I mean, see, it is a you know you were you were giving a friend who'd made all the effort to come all the way from Blackpool and had to then go back to Blackpool afterwards. And let's face it, had a torrid time on uh, getting to Manchester on the Thursday with the um, train strike. So <laughs> yes. kind of kind of yeah. amped up the weekend a little bit for him. Like I said, it's not completely horrendous. Like it's, it, you know, the L end up with someone that's a close friend anyway, so it doesn't really fucking make a difference. Would it be nice to be mine? Yes. Yeah. If it, if it just hadn't been the pack in the pack you'd swapped, it would have felt okay. But it made a hell of a. Hell of a it made hell it made Scotch day better. It made yeah. Scotch day better. It made it all our days better. It, mate. So yeah, that was yeah. Uh, there was pain on my face. Let's say there was, but not as much pain as then when you actually started playing, because you <sighs> hadn't. Because you had an interesting game against Ollie, didn't you? You had some so, good games too, but the Ollie one was, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I opened my steel pool. I decided to play Arachne. Solitary confinement. I was joking around with everyone saying that my pool is pretty good. Uh, it's basically just Ira, which it probably was. I mean, my, my deck was pretty good. And then I ended up, I think I finished 2-2, but one of the games where I was firmly ahead, about to do like a 16 damage turn, started off on a plunge. Little did I know that the, the Riptide across from me, Ollie, decided <laughs> to collapse and trap me and turn my 16 damage turn into 5, I think it was. It was, yeah. a, it was a good trap. It was fucking it, painful. The noise I made was heard around the room. It's, yeah. it's the sort of noise I'd expect someone to make having just... I don't know, maybe like twisted the knee or something. It was just pain, anguish, sadness. There's so many things rolled into one. Yeah, it wouldn't have helped, to be fair, much, mate, if uh, if you hadn't been uh, been saying how you know, making noise about how good your turn was going to be before <laughs> this collapsing trap hit. Um, but you know, I already knew you thought your turn was pretty good, and it was utterly destroyed by this collapsing <laughs> trap. Yeah, it was pain and anguish. Definitely sums it up to perfection. I don't want to remember. Can we stop talking about this, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> But yes, so yeah, Ollie, Ollie might have uh, he might have stole stole of that off me, but I think he I think he stole Liam's game off him with that collapsing trap. Oh, he did. I mean, he played it against me later on. Um, so much less effect, I might add. Yeah, I think he actually managed to improve my hand a little bit. Yeah, he he actually he played it against me with two cards in hand, and uh, I, I was playing Azalea, so just responded with Barb Castaway and loaded uh, in response, which was which which felt quite good. Um, <laughs> So it had no effect there, but uh, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, I actually managed to play in this full free release, which was nice. So uh, as that was a bit of a giveaway too. And yeah, Liam, you were you were really destined not to get a fable that day because I mean, Scott was sat across from me. You were sat just across from me and to the left. And uh, not only did Scott pull an L, but I also I also got the uh, the, the fan brace of Termination as well. So um, uh, yeah, it, my my seal pull, which is. Actually, a little bit better in sealed than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I actually got some value out of it. Uh, you, you too fair. A few you got, times that I played it. So fair, you and Scott did very well out of those packs, and uh, we did. We I did think, really, really well. I mean, my uh, before we just go on to the other, all the other bits. I think for today, I think I end up. I think I actually can't remember. I went. Um, I think I went Azuri, the second one. Still got nothing of interest. No, we made you go Azori. Let's did, get that you, fucking straight. We, yeah. we did. Your, your, you thought your pool was pretty bad, and you were. What were you going to play? You were. You was going to uh, play Benji. Benji. That was it. He was going to play Benji, um, and we. I think we looked at your pool and we're like, no, 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 you are playing Azori. Yeah, and I went three one. It was nice. Nothing yeah, I mean, you very... you did pretty well, mate. You only lost to me in round three. Correct. Yeah, no, I thought so. As, as, as is becoming the norm, me losing to you on Ranger. <laughs> well, what can I say? Ranger's me. getting good, mate. This is this is my time. Ranger, Hold on, Ranger are we are we not are we going to skip over the fact of the, the turn that happened in that game? Oh no, yes, we shouldn't. To be fair, um, how about Brooks talks us through the wreck havoc that you played? Yeah, a lovely switch that was. Do I have to? Yes, yes, you made me talk about collapsing traps. So oh, please. So I thought I was being clever. I thought if I uh, swapped out an isolate or whatever blue stealth attack it was for my uh, 
Red wreck havoc. If I'd flip his arsenal up, it might might have been a trap. Doubted it, but it would stop him getting an aim counter, which might make the next turn less painful. Uh, I was wrong, which isn't something I say often. What it did, I flipped over his red spire sniping, enabling him to for free see the top two cards of his deck and reorder them, put them back, which then <laughs> meant they could play the Fletch, a red out, Fletch the Red Tail, and do the Barb Castaway stuff, and put an aim counter on it, which was, I can't remember what the number was in the end, was it 11? No, I can't remember either, but it was more than you should ever take Dominated in a game yeah. in, in Limited. It had Blood Rots, it had all sorts of stuff. Now, the real painful thing was, having just done this and gone, well, this, is, this hasn't gone the way I expected it to, I then drew my hand up, my hand was full of reds and they were all two blocks so when George then hit me with the uh, fired the arrow at me I could block a total of four <laughs> and then when I got the blood rot I could pay a total of three and do nothing for my turn it was awful yeah the, the, the real bad bit there to be honest was, was just the fact that I wouldn't have been able to afford the line had I had to pay for the barbed castaway to flip the arrow face up yeah. I couldn't have done all of it without that but uh, you were generous enough to, to use Rick Havoc to reveal I, my fire sniping early. For I me, like helping. Very generous. I do like helping my friends out. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let that be said, and that'll, that's what I'll claim. But my <laughs> God, that felt the most egregious, painful thing I've ever done in a game of Fab that's backfired on me. Yeah, reasonable. That that was that was pretty disgusting, to be honest. I remember. I can't like I say. I can't remember the exact number, but I know there was at least a. A Fletcher red tail and, and I think another red buff on that arrow, so uh, it, is, it was it was pretty big. And if I remember correctly, it might have been a red infecting too. I think it was um, yeah, it was red infecting arrow, red infecting shot. Mm -hmm. And there was some. It might have been a frailty. Or it could have been anything. It didn't really matter at that point. I wasn't yeah, so I, I think it was a twelve then. If that's the case, yeah. I was in the throes uh, of just laughing, 13. laughing, giggling, looking at my hand and feeling absolutely mortified and sad at the same time. <laughs> Oh yeah, so that was it as well. Because also, it had, I remember it had the aim for sure because yeah. the, the the fletch was active and you had a hand of reds. So uh, yeah, go on then, George. Give us give us an insight to your pre-release on the Saturday. What can I say? My pre-release was really good. I, I had I had a great time. I, my my pull was uh, nothing particularly spectacular outside of the L. Obviously, something to say, but um, outside of that, the deck was just really solid for Azalea Red Light. A decent number of red arrows, some scouts. Uh, the deck was just really, really good. Um, had some really good games against uh, Ollie. Obviously, after after he played played you, Liam, I, I had a really, really close game to him in which yeah, he almost fatigued me on Riptide, um, but managed to loop the uh, loop an arrow with Azalea uh, from straight from Arsenal to the top of the deck and straight back into the Arsenal with Dominate again to, to finally get the kill. Um, and uh, and and then went on after playing Brooks and then finally breaking poor Seb's heart when he thought he might actually win an event, uh, getting getting the win, so uh, which was nice. Nice to be able to win the, the pre-release. Got myself a nice map that I can use while playing Azalea now with the with the Pits one. Uh, Isn't it? It's a surprisingly nice map. I was lucky enough to win one on the die roll. It is a very nice map. I'm, I'm a big fan of that one, actually. Like I say, I haven't really had a, a, a play map for specifically when I'm playing Azalea. I've got my Lexi one with Pulse of Volhaven, but but no, nice to have a nice to have one one that's more more Azalea themed. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine winning stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. You had a bit of a rough, rough one, haven't you, to uh, winning recently, Liam? I can't win an Armory, I can't win a Prelease, I can't win a Dyrolt to win a Martin. It's just, it's just not nice. You did, you did get your revenge against Ollie today, because I mean, we've just come back from our, our regular, regularly scheduled armory here. So, um, I mean, you did absolutely destroy Ollie to the point where he, he, he literally what dealt no damage to you with your fatigue holding list. I did fatigue a ice, uh, ice Lexi with taking zero damage, not even yeah. taking damage and then playing a sigil, like literally zero. To be fair, yeah. Not only did that, you then went and played a Dory. Which, let's face it, you've had enough practice of that match into me, and you know how evil that matchup is into Dory. Poor James took it like a champ. He, he did. did. You enjoyed that way too much, though. But then you got what you deserved. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did get. He did get. Uh, George didn't even break his sweat. I mean, I no, that's not was, true. That game it wasn't that, felt wasn't hard. that one-sided, but no. it was. It was definitely decided by the. Uh, the early draw shot that fucking crippled me. Yeah, for that sure, for sure. It's, definitely uh, a pivot point, right? Yeah, that that was that was pretty huge. Being able to catch you without an Arsenal finding a knock and being able to, being able to get a draw shot that big early was was pretty huge. Fourteen dominate, twelve dominate, I think it was. It was it was something along those lines. Yeah, it was more than enough, and uh, being able to push that through as well. Really, really was impactful and swung the game. I mean, I was still surprised at the number of buffs I had left actually. When I when I when I uh, got to like you know off and everything else and saw saw the buffs on the top near the right at the end of the game, I was I was pretty shocked. But it mm. was it still was close though. I think you you weren't that far away from fatiguing me still. Maybe if you'd have, if you'd still had the rampart, maybe you'd have been able to do it. Yeah, I think the rampart might have might have got me there, but we'll see. Would have been would have been tight. Football testing is due. Well, that's the thing. I think it's the thing that's interesting is now we've actually had our hands on some of these cards and I mean outside of some of the drop rates because the M rates massively dropped off from what we've what we've been used to with you know effectively six M's a box. I think it's one rainbow foil and five regular M's. Um, the, it, it seems like it's going to be so. Obviously, we've started using a lot of the proxies at, to try and actually play this. But I mean, I've been playing Katsu, and Katsu feels really good. Up until the point that George fires an arrow for 17. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> was no, a, a no, no, no. Well, let's, let's just rephrase that. A, a blue Bolton shot for 17. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was it's a blue It's got a base shot. two. <laughs> it didn't even put a plus one on it. <laughs> it was a blue Bolton shot for, for, for 17. ridiculous. With two blood bot pots, it's true. Um... It was, it was quite my, a good arrow. My entire hand blocked... If I used all my hand and all my armour, it blocked 16. <laughs> Lose your hand, take five. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't, wasn't the greatest game for you, was it, on Katsu? On, uh, <laughs> by any means. I mean, everyone else... I mean, I, I played James for you did, Liam, and then and that seemed to flow fairly nicely. It was quite close. And then uh, poor Paul got a... Uh, a drubbing because of a shuriken, which isn't something I thought I'd say. And <laughs> it's one of those cards that I really, I still think it's like a two. But if you can actually, once you actually play it, it it does feel quite nice just having it sat there, knowing you can go give it plus two. I mean, yeah, breaking scales has always been good, right? I, I think, I, I do think that's one thing. Like, sure, going around the card definitely 
isn't maybe isn't as bad as as we as we made it out to be, but I don't think it's far off. Still feels rough when you when you have it in hand and you just don't get it out. And when you, I always feel really bad pitching it back into the deck. So I just yeah. know it's coming back. I know it's probably going to be late game when I when I don't want to see it. I feel still feels a bit rough to me. Yeah, I mean it's one of those where once you can actually get it played, like I had a turn against Paul, I think I blocked with three cards left with the Shuriken. I could just put it onto the board. Mm. That felt okay. But my god, yeah, if he any more disruption, like it was just having to be a turn, it was a big turn, but there was no frostbites. Otherwise, it's just stuck in my hand another turn that I can't block. Yeah, because he, he was on a, a an interesting hybrid flexi, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't as disruptive, but I think the and it felt it felt okay. But was, I mean, some of the cards have felt so. I mean, I'm sad I've not cyclone cyclone roundhouse roundhouse kicked anyone. Yeah, to eat something into oblivion. But I say Katsu's genuinely felt really good. The descendant bonds line is as good as we thought, but Yeah. I think that that, that line is, is even more ridiculous though. I, I think I rate it very highly anyway, but Bonds of Ancestry is a card that every time I see it played, every time I play it, it just it just reminds me how ridiculously good it is. Um yeah, I mean, so so often I see it, and it's a it's a zero cost eight damage basically, because you come in with it, you banish, you go and find even if it's just a red fluster fist or whatever, and then come in with that. Yeah, it feels it's absolutely insane. It feels really, it feels really good, and even descending gust wave coming in for five. Mm. It's I've just really I've actually enjoyed playing something that isn't Dory. Yeah, yeah, which is good we... to see. Finally. Do you think Katsu has gone to like the the premium aggro deck? I'd, I'd like to see it played into. I'd like to play in something like a Fi to see if it has got to that level. Yeah, maybe. Fi seems more consistent. Yeah, quite possibly. I, I I'm not sure yet. It'd be interesting to to try that maybe a little bit more and see what see where we fall on that being the the best aggro deck or one of the better aggro decks out there. I'm just not sure I'd want to play a Katsu right now into a room that's probably going to contain a decent amount of Azalea. Having played today, I can agree. <laughs> I think the matchup's winnable for Katsu. Uh, I just I just don't. I think that it's probably more outside of your control than it is for the Azalea player. I think if if they start hitting decent arrows, and to be honest, the, the, the sadder part is for them at the moment, it doesn't really matter whether it's dominated anymore, because we're starting to get to, get to the numbers where it, it doesn't matter if you put your whole hand in front of it and still leak 6-8 damage. Um, so, I mean, especially in the Guardian matchup, another card which I think I think I underrated was the Vambrace. I know it's an owl. Obviously, you've had a lot, of, lot more playtesting with that, George, especially into Fatigue Boy over here. Oh god, yeah. In in Azalea, this this thing has has paid for itself for fatigue for me. It's it has done its dues. It 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 really really helps. Um, I'm not sure what scope it's got outside the the like fatigue holding matchup, or I mean potentially into aggro if they're still running Crown of Siege. Basically anything that's that's going to run Crown of Siege, which I think is only holding at the moment. Um, but when that's there. Yeah, the card's been amazing. Um, I, I was skeptical giving up Bullseye Braces in Azalea for it because obviously that should be. You should be looking at five damage on the table with that already, mm. but the the vampire's just being a constant threat and being able to push through that on hit trigger, meaning they can't just rely on their crown of seeds or their just their old earth react to cover things up. 
just yeah, it, it really it really helps with the matchup. I'm not going to say it swings into your favour, but it sure as hell does help. Mm. I mean, what's it felt like from the other side, Liam? It poses a lot of interesting questions from the olden side because you can't just automatically rely on Crown blocking one, especially on like weird breakpoints. So you have to. Most times you tell you you kind of have to like overblock, which is kind of weird because you're only crowning at that point to maybe cover like a rain raises or you're crowding just so you can like efficiently pitch for you your oasis or your peace of mind or your rampart and stuff so like lambrays can really really punish you for not blocking correctly and not respecting the card because it can just push on hits there's the there was a turn that we played before it was i think it was an infecting shot with two two blades of blood rots on it mm. so if i if i would have blocked like i normally would without van brace i would have had it bang on with the crown protection but george had one card in hand and to him if I don't put my, let's so I had to put my tunic in front of it to make sure it didn't hit because the on hit value was worth six, well seven if including the one that went over. Yeah. Obviously, George's arsenal's never worth seven, so he just pitches it away to Van Brace. So I have to respect it and give up my tunic just so I don't take seven. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think I believe I had a, a red arrow in, in 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 hand there, ready to go in the arsenal. But that, if like you say, if you, if you'd given me the opportunity to 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 cancel out the crown and, and hit with that and just inflict four damage. Or six damage, no, like you say, six. Um, with the three blood rot pox. Considering you, you'd had to put your whole hand in front of this to, to just to cover it, I'd have, I'd have hoped it would have taken that. I'd have, I'd have snapped your hand off of that in a, in a game where small, small increments of health can can mean everything in a fatigue match like that. Yeah, I, I would have given it up in in a moment. Let's say even even the fact it just meant meant that you had to give up the tunic, which yeah, then stops exactly. even even the turns that he is going to use crown. He can't do the. The ridiculous sink it using crown get a five card hand to block with. Yeah, and also because because obviously the rampart had gone at that point as well. The, the like the tunic is going to be the only turns where he probably wants to crown of seeds actively. Yeah. Like you say, it just means because obviously normally he recoups the value with with rampart with a staunch or something like that. But without that, made it a hell of a lot more valuable. And then removing that ability just meant okay, yeah, I probably then don't get to use the fan brace as much. But it's already done its job. It's already made it. It makes him block like a normal. Normal uh, human, a normal hit, yeah, exactly. A normal hero, more more than than, than he normally would. So uh, definitely allows me to push more damage, particularly on the dominated, the dominated hits. So uh, is there any yeah, other... no, it's really impressed me. Is there any other cards that you think we've, oh, rate having now played with them, you think the rating of them might have changed a little bit? Uh, I'll, I'll jump on this one, I guess. Um, I, I think we rated it really highly, all of us. I think a lot of us went for this one for like four or five, four and a half, four, four, four and a half, fours. Um, but for me, Codex of Frailty, god damn, that card has exceeded everything. I thought it was going to be good. It's been goddamn amazing. Um, I, If I had to go back, if I didn't rate it a five, I should have done, because that card, every time I play it, just reminds me how stupid it is. Um I mean, especially I don't know how you guys feel. It's every time I play it, it feels so powerful. I mean, especially being having recently switched to heroes that have got daggers that have got that attack for one. If you get if you hit me with a if you hit a katsu or you hit an assassin with a frailty, their weapons do nothing. Mm. And so much of like especially katsu's gameplay relies on kadachi kadachi or at least one of them 
to then do anything. Like even the even the Arsenal. I mean, in limited, even when it was just getting hit with like a lace with frailty or um, withering arrow, it felt bad. So when we've done the CC test and you've been doing it off codexes, it's felt even more punishing because often it's making me discard cards as well. It's yeah, I was. I was going to so say, good. to be honest, I think the the biggest thing I can say for Codex of Frailty is that I don't have, like, as much as, and I agree, Frailty is incredibly impactful, but I think I'd play that card even if it didn't give one. Like, even yeah. if it didn't give one, the fact that it, it lets me take a, like, any card of my choice from the Arsenal, put it, put it straight in there, I get to then attack with it regardless, and it forces you to Arsenal a card and discard potentially. Just means that I, I because in the fact that it gives me a ponder, just, just means that it normally extends the combat chain for me, even in a in a hero like Azalea who doesn't normally go wide, um, and allows you to to like I say to to get an arrow back. So, for example, I think in the game we played today, Liam, uh, it allowed me to to go and get a uh, a red infection shot, and then just cycle it back into the deck with Azalea, because instead it was just like okay, I'll go take this other arrow that I can then dominate because I believe I knocked beforehand. And then just cycle the one that I I just found back in, so it was back in the deck to, to give me another threat while still putting another threat on the table. Um, like I said, there's just so many lines it just keeps impressing me that card. Um, it's I think the fact that you can empty your hand and have the discard and still get the effect without having to discard. It surprises me that uh, mm. whether that's how they int- intended it to work, but I think with how efficiently Rangers are currently filtering through their hands. I don't think I've seen you once play a frailty and have to discard a card. No, it, it's it's come close. Like I think uh, again today there was a, a an interesting one when I activated Van Brace with no damage prevention yeah. on the chain, just to just to empty my hand, just to give me the floating pitch so I didn't have to discard. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's I think honestly the most it's one of the most interesting cards to play as well. Um, all the codexes. Anytime I get get a codex in hand, my opponent probably knows because I have to sit there for a minute going. What the hell is this line? Because normally it involves playing the codex as the best line, and normally it's not it's not obvious either. They're, they're just interesting puzzles on how you actually empty your hand to play the codex to go and get the most optimal card back. Like I say, the, the card just constantly, constantly impresses me, and the fact that it that it gives a frailty in a ponder without an on hit, without anything else, is just amazing. Yeah, the ponder and ranger, especially. I mean, it's yeah. fair for both for, guardian and for. Ranger, it feels ridiculous how useful. I mean, obviously, Liam, you've been running Peace of Minds as well. And then when people start actually pulling premeditates, like that card generically being able to give anyone access to Ponder, it seems real fucking good. Yeah, I do love the Ponder tokens, especially in holding. Just the ability to block and get your arsenal back is just so much value. But going back to the codexes, I think. I find it hard to have an opinion on the codexes because I've only played I've not played that many. I've only ever played against them. And I don't think Oldham's the perfect like hero to play codexes versus because hmm. it's, if, if if he hasn't got an arsenal, you're essentially giving him crown value. So it's kind of weird to assess how good the codexes are from my standpoint because I've only played, currently I've only played as Oldham, and I played obviously I played a bit of frailty and Azalea, but I've not played too much Azalea to really have a standpoint on it. But I can definitely see the power of him. Like if Lex is playing nine books, and that's the way they're gonna go, then it says something about the the power of the the codexes. 
yeah, I think the others others have a lot of potential as well. I haven't played around with them as much, but I think I don't think they're not going to be far away from Crovex's uh, power level, um, even if even if they're not quite out there, quite the same. Yeah, um, it's I mean nine might be a bit much. I don't know. Um, Frailty's nuts. Bloodpox is nuts. Inertia. I mean, purely on the basis that eventually you might get hands where you draw a multiple. And just having to play how you play around those. Whether it's a problem or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting one. Like I say, I haven't, haven't looked into that one too much, but but the the, the potential of those cards is yeah. is unreal. I think. Um, so I'll be interested to see what people come up with with those. And pe- peace of mind in uh, limited. Like I I wasn't a big fan of the card, but again, on to be good. Blocking, preventing four when there's dominated arrows or Benji's shenanigans or stupid stuff coming from Missouri. Yeah, again, I mean, peace of mind. Uh, it, it was good and limited. It, it's a stain in old in, in my opinion. It's, <laughs> it's so... been hanging around too, too me too much saying stain. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but still, honestly, I wouldn't say it very often, but god damn that card in old in, man. Stain and punk. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going that far. And it's definitely not that anyway. Uh, <laughs> but no. You you might believe so. Fuck that card, man. In Oldham, it's so good. Yeah. I, I I will not be told it blocks any less than seven most of the time in Oldham, given that it, it lets you it blocks it prevents four. I sp- you can make an argument for eight actually because it's four crown five, then three from the card that you could block with that you otherwise couldn't block with because you get a ponder, um, which is obviously that otherwise you'd be left without the arsenal for the next turn. So that card is absolutely nuts, and uh, I think. Obviously, outside the fact that it doesn't block Arcane, which is like the only criticism I think you could really level at it right now, I, I think it, it 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 just seems like a better version of uh, of Oasis in many ways. Yeah, it's, it's 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 I don't see how any other decks are going to make room for it. Really, no, well, in Oldim, which is obviously something we have to force ourselves to deal with on a fairly regular basis because some people are like that. Um, or such inclined, I'll put it that way. It's something we're going to see a lot of, and it is. It feels horrible. Like I say, just it completely invalidates, dominate. I'd say overpower, but no one plays overpower cards anyway. You're not, you're not cracking out your merciless battle axe, Brooks. Huh? Get fucked. <laughs> I've just done the sleeve, Dory. You know how hard that was for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, me bringing up merciless battle axe shouldn't make you want to play Dory. No, no, it doesn't. But it makes me look at my warrior binder again and makes me sad. Uh, just to look at it and go, that card's a stain. If you ever want to say that's why that ever got created, I've still got no idea. Different anyway, that's a different rant. Both. We don't need to go down that route. It's all about fun, new shit, not stupid dynasty bollocks. But what, what's what's your opinion anyway, Liam, on, on peace of mind, particularly in Oldham, man? Uh... You summed it up perfectly, George. I didn't even have to say my word. You said it's a stain in all them because it's fucking brilliant. It is straight five. Yeah, I don't care. It, it's just ridiculous. It's so synergistic with Crown of Seeds. It's synergistic with Rampire. It's synergistic with Oasis. Mm-hmm. Like, just preventing eight with around Dominate. It's ridiculous. And then, obviously... Allowing you to maybe squeeze in the hammer for four so you can arsenal. Maybe you can squeeze in a CNC so you can arsenal that one twice today. You know, it's there's just some dumb stuff it lets you do because it just makes you 
have slightly more control, right? Because you just get to, and it doesn't matter what card you draw, because he goes in the arsenal and gets crowned away anyway. So it literally is zero downside. The only downside is if you draw it in a red hand, which sucks. You did but, that as well. Yeah, that happened twice. I drew ten reds in a row before. That was just, that sucked. But apart from that, just, just draw good cards, mate. Just exactly, just draw correctly. It just wasn't. Deck properly. It just wasn't your day today, mate. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, being two people only losing eight health in total to then get massacred by you. And then the, the 10 reds in a row didn't help. That's what no. happens. I, like, I play slightly more reds in fatigue than I do in aggro, which is weird. But yeah, yeah it's what happens. Well, you know, sometimes yeah. you deserve to get destroyed by Azalea. Defense reactions do be red, so, you know, it makes sense. God, the, the, day, the days of... I've brought Azalea to give people an easy time now are well and truly over. Yeah, it's so good to see her actually making an impact on the meta and, and looking like she's going to be really solid. Um, I honestly believe she's going to be right up there. So I look forward to, to seeing... Sadly, I won't be at these events, but I look forward to seeing some of these big tournaments that do start rolling around. So, yeah. uh, Azalea to win Pro Tour Baltimore. Ooh, that's oh, bold. Love, I would love that's to see bold. it. I'd love to see it. I like uh, it. You know what? That was, a, that was more of a, a question statement, but I'll turn it into a statement and say that she does. Wow, I, I would love to. Yeah, I, I, I want to believe it. I really do. Um, it depends. I'd love to see a break that. Depends on Michael Hamilton if Michael Hamilton's on uh, Icelander or not. So I don't care what <laughs> I, happens. I don't think he will be. I'd no. be surprised. I, I, I would be, especially listening to uh, MNR, which is a, it's a very good podcast. I'd recommend folks if you're looking for a podcast to actually talk some sense to uh, go and listen to. But imagine yeah. someone listening to us and not listening to MNR. I, think, I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure we attract the same audience anyway. We definitely don't talk sense here. No, we try. We do try occasionally, occasionally. but we have Brooks, so we are a bit. Uh, it, this is this is true. But trying to get us somewhat back on track. So I think yeah. was there anything else? I guess you guys, any cards that have impressed you this weekend? Anything that we you wish you'd rated slightly differently when we went through, or or any cards that you thought were good that it just got damn terrible? No, there wasn't anything that I thought was terrible when I played it. I mean, everything that I thought was probably. Draft chaff and all just purely for limited felt that way. Um, limited was fun, uh, a lot of block twos didn't. A lot there was a lot of talk of people just going to fatigue lists and just jamming all as many cards as they could in the deck. Um, but generally speaking, I think it, there was nothing else. Uh, brush off came in quite, quite nicely a couple of times again, just that sort of damage prevention. And again, when you had that Vembrance, George, and then looking at going, actually, I don't want to play this because he'll just make it two and it's irrelevant. Um, yeah, it turned into be more than that. I was on Brush Off, though. I, I don't know. I, I That's probably when I overrated a little bit. I, I think I missed the fact that it only prevents if you're going to take that amount of damage. Like, yeah. if you're going to take two, it prevents two. If you're going to take three, it prevents none. Yeah. That, I think that happened, I think, a few times people brush off something like an isolate and then the isolate gets buffed to six take three no you take six it does nothing and equally a couple of times you know making sure i think it's one of those things you, there's a lot of learning involved as well um making sure that cards get red like that because there are it has got the potential to trip people up but like uh, the oh, uh, sure. free was it free 
the freewheeling pirate thing. Obviously, you know, make sure you block it with an action to reduce it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that was something that was that was missed. Um, you know, I, I saw this missed, during yeah. the, the the pre-release. Uh, just obviously yeah. making sure that your opponent is aware that that it that it needs to be an action, not a reaction. Because obviously, a lot of the zappers are running are running a lot of reactions in in, in, in the decks. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that. That, yeah, that cut, cut like, slightly wrong, but uh... I guess I mean that kind of moves quite nicely into some of that's been going on recently, and some also we've done a lot of testing on. You know, let's face it, we've been playing on Talashar, but we all have also printed physical proxies, which has been quite nice. And a shout out to Fabico Proxies for that one, because obviously a lot of people have been talking about Talashar and whether they should have put the cards up when they did, since the set wasn't officially released. We didn't have the release notes to know how cards worked. There's been like a real bit of discourse around whether it was a good thing or not, and it's like a pretty even split really of what people think. I don't know you boys are, which side of the fence you boys are on. It's an interesting one. I don't think I land particularly land on a, a specific side of the fence because like I obviously I'm a I enjoy playing Talashar. I enjoy getting practice in, even if it's not in like our testing group. It was just against random peoples just to keep my like fundamentals down and stuff like that, my understanding of my own deck. You might find some interesting interactions on there that are always aren't always accurate. But as far as the new cards being released, I can see why people want it, so they can start playing with the new cards. People might use Talashar as a place to go, Oh, I like this card in my deck, I'll go out and buy it or, you know, like regarding like legendaries and majestics and whatever but i can also see why people wouldn't want people that the cards being released because like if the format gets solved even before the actual set releases it kind of takes the the fun away from the testing in person let's say mm. so i can see both sides of the coin i just don't think i particularly land on any side i don't matter if it gets uploaded or not to me yeah, I, I think I, I think I fall a little bit slightly differently. I, I I I'm a big fan of the fact that they they got those out like quickly and, and got them up on Talashar. I do like that a lot, but I can see I can see the other side of it too. Um, it is probably a little harsh on people who genuinely want to be discovering the set as they open it. Uh, I don't know how you would have managed to avoid spoilers this season if if it, if you were trying to. Uh, I mean, I know obviously we like in our in our Discord locally and, and and the international ones and everything like that. They try and keep it so if you want to avoid the spoilers, they have to be in dedicated channels and and everything else. But when everybody on Talashar is just in the in in the normal queue playing with all the new cards, how are they supposed to avoid that if you want to play games? Um, which is probably a little bit harsh on on people who would like to. Uh, I think part of the problem though was, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think when they first uploaded it, you were still able to play with the new cards in the in the competitive queue. Um, but I do think it was a good it was a good fix that they they did change that so that now obviously uh, I presume it's still the case of with uh, until the till the release uh, that you can't actually play with the the cards in the in the competitive queue uh, right now which is a good change. I mean I think from my perspective I'm I'm very much on the side of the fence if I've got no problem with them being uploaded. Um, the main reason I think that is. For the most part, even when we tested in person, we just printed the proxies off. Mm. I completely get, um, and I think it was the case that a lot of the cards, their interactions were coded incorrectly. 
and at one point flick knives you through a dagger and it works retroactively retrospectively on cards that have been blocked against that attack which isn't how it works it'd work against a defense reaction if you throw a nerve scalpel but it wouldn't work on anything that's already blocked and i think yeah. there's a few different aspects to that i mean i get it means people turn to pre-releases potentially well this is how it works on talishar you know like cashing but that had been out that had been out for years and people were playing still thought that's how it worked yeah i honestly think it, it probably represents a, a bigger problem with people trusting talishar's judgment uh like the the rules as they're playing on talishar over people who know the rules and, and understand those and and like the judges and everything else that we've got that are a better source like the judge server and everything else if you if you're unsure go and ask the ask your judge at the free release like i i remember on talishar there was there was a bit of debate among our you know kind of our testing group and everything else that um that some some people had had been using the uh, the new quiver quiver of the rustling leaves in conjunction with ponder tokens that you could trigger the ponder and then trigger the quiver to, to get an arrow and i was like okay this this doesn't work like i can literally quote the rules here as to why this shouldn't function but because talishar was there people were like well maybe it works that way no it shouldn't do there's no justification for that now i could understand that that would be probably annoying for people had we got to pre-release and that wasn't clarified um but to be fair, I think LSS did actually publish all the release notes, you know, comfortably before the pre-release dates. So it was only really a problem for when when people were playing on Talishar. I don't think if you if you knew where to look and you wanted to go and look at the rules and double check them, they were all available for you anyway for, in time for pre-release. And I think this is where my where I see like the probably the issues at the moment. I don't think it's with Talishar whether were people playing it. Let's say we printed off proxies we played on the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a great thing for people to be able to test cards. Do you want to test them with the new play Kive? Is it worth going out and buying it? Because these things are expensive. Is it worth mm-hmm. going out and buying uh, Vembrance's? Is it actually is it any good? So I, I've got no problem with people testing that. I think I completely get, like, like you said, George, people who potentially want to try and discover things. I think it's really hard in this day and age to do so. Like, say, Discord's twitter was a flood but i think there's two real key fixes that potentially could happen and like i say on talishar at the moment you can if you do the competitive the competitive cc you can't use new cards maybe it's just a separate server and it's just like a spoiler server if you want to play with the new cards you go in that one you can play against all the new stuff and you accept that the rulings might not be right it's not there you know they're working to their best understandings i know how hard code is a working software and making sure that things work the way you expect. There's going to be bugs, issues. Not every card's going to be there the moment it's released. Things are hard. And, you know, they do a really good job of keeping it up to date and trying to fix things as people get to them. So I think maybe the first, maybe for the next set, where it's dusk till dawn, uh, dawn till dusk, um, there's a separate server, and in that, which you click into, and that's a different environment, and it's just got the new cards, and that keeps the other server pristine. You're not going to accidentally see someone queuing Azuri, for example, or whatever, or the new version of Prism. Hope, hopefully it's not that good. I think the second one is actually to do with the spoilers themselves. It was a really, really short spoiler season. It was a, it wasn't a season, it was a weekend, right? It started on the, mm-hmm. for the, it got to start on the Thursday because of an early leak, and it was done by the Saturday, and we got Sunday, and we got box breaks and everything. <coughs> if it was really a problem, is actually the case that 
it should either be a longer season that's a, that ends up closer to pre-release so not every card's released and people are kind of brimming with part-built decks kind of like we did when starvo got released or actually do lss need to spoil the whole set and give people box breaks actually leave some yeah, cards yeah. so that when you get to a pre-release you crack a pack what the hell is this i've never seen this crow's nest before for example yeah i, I do think uh, I, I do think it would have been would have been nice if we'd have had maybe spoiler season just to be a little bit closer. We were sat with the cards for a long time between the spoiler season ending and, and pre-release happening. Um, you know, it feels like a long time ago now, and I think that would have that would have helped a fair bit. I think it would be nice if we could have had something with Talishar, but I really can't. I honestly can't say anything about it because I think it's just amazing that they got the whole thing coded. Honestly, um, if they could have made maybe a separate game mode for. Or even if you have them separate game mode for, I do not want to see spoilers or whichever way you want to do it, however it needs to be, it would have been nice for people. People need to be able to test the events and everything else. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been nice for them to play without spoiler cards and just not be able to see them. I'm sure that would have been great, but I can't really complain about Talishar. They do an utterly amazing job. No, it's a it's a great tool. So I think there are two things of maybe there's something that Talishar can do and learn from, which is put put it as a different environment. So if people want to see it, they can see it. People don't want to see it, they don't have to see it. You can choose as a button, as a toggle, whatever. There are lots of implementation things, and, and it sounds far too much like my day-to-day -day job. Um, and I do think the other one is, if people want that, un maybe there is something else that needs to look at with spoilers, because it was two, you know, I think it was a, two weeks before the pre-release. It was so short. I don't know why it was so much shorter than every other season we've had. Because, I mean, it felt very congested, and part of it was great, part of it I was like, I'm missing things here. I'm, I don't know what's what's going on. So, yeah, it felt much more hectic than yeah. than the last season. There was a lot more, and I mean, maybe this wasn't analysis aside so much, but last last season it felt like I always knew what video was coming out next, and there was pre preset times and videos like coming up on YouTube at a particular time, so we could sit down and watch them together and everything else. And this season it was much less like that. It was like, oh, uh, what what was next? Oh, well, this one actually dropped three hours ago. Um, you know, we've, we've actually missed the, the live release of this, yeah. um, or it's been pushed back to tomorrow because they want a better audience for it, or or anything else. Uh, and honestly, it, it, it was a bit of a bit of a shame that that happened that way. And like you say, plus the fact that it was all over on a weekend, there was no um, prolonged spoiler season this time around. It was all just very quickly done. And I'm really not a fan of box breaks, regardless. Before pre-release, let people crack the boxes because. Like happened was it, which set was it? Was it Dynasty or was it the one before where they actually they cracked the box? And in fact, no, it was Uprising because they cracked Blood of Drakai. Yeah, yeah, I do remember they they cracked the Fable. I think we were lucky enough to avoid that in the box breaks this this time round. Yeah, um, which which was which was good. Don't get me wrong, I, I prefer but, to see the Fable appear in the wild. But maybe it's a case of actually what they should do is maybe don't show all the cards. Let people find things in the pre-release and make it make that more exciting. If that's the vibe that people want and that's what LSS wants people to have sure I mean obviously it means that some content creators might miss out on spoilers which sucks but maybe just rotate it round if we're going especially if we're like you said on um, the image of Luke and Box we're going to move to four sets a year and potentially four draftable sets a year everyone can have a turn at getting a spoiler it doesn't have to be every set no for sure for sure what are your opinions on this Liam you've been a bit quiet I don't really, I'm quiet. I, I think they don't have, I don't know if I ever really, I can't even speak. This is why, dude, this is why he's been quiet. Fuck my life. I don't have a preference in this. Like, I don't really care if 
if spoiler season is like three weeks long or a weekend. So I don't really have like an opinion on whether or not it's good or bad or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting one. I just don't really have an opinion on it. So Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say much more on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we've got opinions for opinions for days normally. It's rare for you to uh, sit on the fence. You must have splinters in your ass, Liam. It's unusual I've sat on the fucking fence. That's Georgie's job normally. Whoa. Get out. It's true, though. We need the light. Oh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think regardless, yeah, I think true. there's learnings to be had. Things can be, be better, different. Whatever works for you might not work for someone else, and vice versa. So, yeah, I think it's one of those people can... Just a, just appreciate we've got a great tool like Telashar that people are building off their own backs. Same with e like Fab Eco proxies, which we used uh, to print off stuff and not just have uh, blue plunder runs. It's whatever card they need to be at the time. Which uh, one? Shout out to Ash. Shout, shout out to the Fruit Ninja for his uh, constant use of blue, finding a use of blue plunder runs and now amulets of ice as well. <laughs> Sure, he can have his. Uh, in fact, Joe, you could give him your uh, call for win as well. That'd be useful as a. I imagine it's actually arriving at my house. <laughs> yeah, when he gets it again. No, I'm still trying to fucking trace it down. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. That was my birthday present two pissing months ago. Don't get me started. They knew it was getting banned. Don't get me started. But now I think, obviously, we're going to. This will. This should come out literally the day of release, so uh, everyone can get down to their friendly local game stores, or hopefully the delivery man arrives and uh, people ship man ship them on time to be able to get your boxes and hopefully you get to pull something fairly decent. I mean, the pull rates seem pretty low, but nothing beats cracking packs. Yeah, they really do. Good luck trying to get all your your playsets and your majestics. I think for this set, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to to get everything you want. But hey, like you say, we all love opening packs. I'm sure. So all it takes sometimes all it takes is one pack. So you need to oh, see yes, what you one, get. One, one pack can save a box by all means. Yeah, or more. But no, I think chaps. I think that's everything for this week. It's a little bit shorter than our uh, reviews, but I'm sure people have got uh, plenty of things to stay and opinions and can laugh at our bad takes and uh if you do feel do, do that commenty bollocks that people tell you to do like comment subscribe Press i'll do it for you oh look at look at you a pro you're spending too much I know, time right? with scott no. press that, that bell for notifications than... <laughs> that, that was much better than commenty bollocks commenty bollocks yeah that's what you said mate i know I don't need reminding. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not even editing that out. I'll stay in. Yeah, I don't never never edit this shit out. This is this is the this is the gold. This is what makes us us. When people then laugh gold at us. Gold might be overstating it. Yeah. What a fool's gold. Ha. Yeah, I'll accept that. <laughs> I thought you might. Well boys, George, Liam, as ever it's been a podcast. Uh and to everyone who's stuck through us and listened, thank you very much. And we'll uh, catch you on the next one. See you next time. Bye. I think we've killed Liam. What the <laughs> fuck is stupid statements that? <laughs>